And now, another cup of... The London Fog. Welcome back! We are back. This is the London Fog. This just in, the London Fog with Kate and Leah. And since it's fall, it's probably very foggy in London right now. (laughs) Hey, foggies. Welcome back. I'm super stoked about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, what I should do is pull up my notes because I haven't done that. Oh my goodness, so much has happened in the last, since the last recording, which I think Which is, was less than a week ago. Right? And <laughs> so I kind of go like, Royals, slow down, because our fabulous podcast can barely keep up with well, your very because, exciting lives. I mean, lives. it's like, kind of, it's the busy season for the royal family. It is. I think it's the busy season and for like, everybody, Well, right? for everyone, but like, Kate just got off maternity leave, so she's doing a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, Megan's now knocked up. That's true. Baby on the way. She is knocked up. I mean, okay, this is the thing, though. She must be showing really early. And the reason that I say this is because... So she was, like, wearing a pretty baggy outfit at Princess Eugenie? Eugenie? Yeah, Eugenie. At least that's that's how how I heard people were were pronouncing it. it. Yeah, (laughs) which I never knew that's how you pronounce it. But Princess (laughs) Eugenie's... um, When she was at the wedding... She was wearing a pretty baggy dress, which made me immediately think that she was pregnant. Yeah. And, like, and people say that's why she did it. Yeah. But she's only three months along. Isn't that kind of early to be... Start showing? Like, I don't know. I feel like some women... I guess it depends. petite. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I think the thing that kind of blew my mind where people are like, oh my gosh, she's pregnant already? Yeah, she. they like had interviews where they both said, we want to try to have a baby as soon as possible. Right? So, she's 37. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm not saying that that's old or anything, but definitely I think most women in their mind's eye are kind of like, at 40, I should probably have had maybe a kid if I wanted them, yeah, you know? Yeah, like if you want children... You know, and you have the opportunity. That's about when you would want to do it. Yeah, and I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't they? They have plenty of money. Yeah, they're like really well set. So I don't know, understand yeah. why the media was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, like <laughs> how could this be? You know. So and like, um, I mean, I feel like with three kids already, Will and Kate are probably done. Maybe, maybe. or they're at at the very least they're close to done. Yeah, um, and so obviously they would like want the cousins to be close in age. Right. You know? and, but they were a bit younger. You know, they were he was 28, 29 when uh, they were both 28, oh, no, no, 29 no, no. I when just they got that, married. Like, that's why Harry and Meghan would want to have oh, one soon. Yeah, so the sure. kids could be the same age as their cousins. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, I don't know. But speaking of, so we watched Eugenie's wedding. I, I, know. I gotta stop saying her name so weird. No, no, no. I, it was it. like the first time I had heard it I was all like, wait, wait, say that I again. Know. Everyone <laughs> else has normal names like Beatrice? Beatrice yeah. is a very easy name to pronounce. Uh, Eugenie? Eugenie? Not, not, but yeah. I kind of now like it more because I thought it was just like Princess Eugene, Eugenie or something. Yeah. Eugenie sounds better. Eugenie. Like, I'm all like, oh, that's kind of elegant. It's like uh, Imogen. Yeah. Like one of those like classic British names yeah. that if an American tries to name their kid that, you're all like, please stop. Which I shouldn't say because I've got a friend who is naming her kid Imogen. Oh, I'm don't still, say that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she does not listen to this I podcast. don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, one, 
I mean, I don't know how much we should talk about her wedding. Let's a little bit. Let's about just, it a little bit. I mean, it I thought it was beautiful. Beautiful. It was epic. I don't know why I didn't have a party for this one like I did for Harry and Meghan. Because, I mean, she's basically just as close to the right? like, throne she's as ninth, Harry is. Yeah, she's ninth in line. And he's, like, seventh in line. So, But the nice <laughs> thing about her is because, like, I feel like the world has grown up a smidge more with Will and Harry that so many... People were, they had to invite, you know, especially for Will's wedding. You know, there had to be so many diplomats from other countries, you know, in attendance and probably personal friends. I mean, I think it was in our special episode that we joked around saying, like, he brought, you know, invited his ex. It's probably because he has no friends, you know? Although both of Harry's exes were at... Eugenie's wedding because she introduced him to <laughs> Really? That's awesome. <laughs> but I think it was like, it was a star-studded event. I think like all of the movie stars that kind of came out. <laughs> yeah, so I never really paid attention to her. Um, and then like, because I kept seeing all these like, crazy famous people at her wedding I started googling her more and she's always like off vacationing with whatever celebrities. Yeah, stuff. she's pretty I mean, she's popular amongst like political people, movie yeah. people. I think she just like keeps people. a low profile so you don't really know <laughs> right. until they all turn out for the epic wedding. That's what I was saying. Like people yeah. should have been more into this wedding. I like, was loving Liv Tyler's look and like oh, Navy yeah. and just like I mean she just belonged. It was so good. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. It was beautiful. It was a really beautiful wedding. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, say I liked her dress more than I liked Megan's. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't love the the collar almost on it. I wasn't a fan of that. But and I have to say, I wanted like a fancy hat or a veil or something, which she didn't either. I slightly feel like disappointed. Her, her crown that she wore, her tiara. Oh yeah. I don't know. I just oh, feel like so it was. Good. It just, like, went with the structured dress, I feel like. Yeah. So, that's why I thought the whole look and together. And the emerald earrings were a gift from her hubby on the morning of. And he said that it brought out, like, the emerald of her eyes. And I'm like... That's yeah, so but also they matched that tiara perfectly. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, 1,000% I feel like going. they weren't that much of a surprise, Well, right? I'm sure that it was something that she pointed out and was all like, you're buying me these and giving me out the wedding name, you should say, so that we can tell the media. Well, I'm sure... <laughs> Any good he, woman knows sure how to make I'm sure he got them thing. specially made, but I feel I'm like sure. she was probably like, your gift to me will be earrings. Yeah, because I need them for the yeah. wedding. I mean, she wouldn't have woken up that morning and been like, oh, nope. For yeah. going or I mean, pick those like, up. When Kay got married, her parents gifted her earrings that perfectly matched her tiara. Right. And it's like, yeah, she knew that was coming. Right. <laughs> I don't know. And, well, and I think just already knowing, I mean, emerald was kind of like the color. All those greens yeah. were definitely a color of the wedding. So I think they probably oh my gosh. talked about it. I was just thinking, like, uh, what's his name? Prince George and Princess Charlotte. So they cute. have been in so many freaking weddings. Yeah. Just this year, they've been in three. That's just They're this year. Last practice. year, they were in weddings too. <laughs> I think it's. I, I think yeah. Everyone just wants to be like, yeah, Future King was in my wedding. Oh, one thousand percent. I would. When he was a small boy. Yeah. Yeah, because Will and Harry were in a lot of weddings when they were young. Also, I think it's just like a thing. Well, I mean, it is called the royal family. I mean, you're just so connected. With them all the time, where I'm almost like, I don't talk to my cousins all the time, where I kind of feel like royal connections. Yeah, you have to be close to your cousins because they're the only people you can trust to, like, not sell out your secrets or something, you know? Like, I feel like that makes you a lot closer to your family because, like, you all have the same goal of privacy. Whereas, like, anyone else you're friends with, like, yeah, I'm sure you meet people you can trust, but you don't know. Right. Especially when you're, like, a young kid. 
You yeah, don't really especially, know, so you have to play with your cousins. Well, they probably also, as a young kid, you can't trust them with very much, so they probably only see their cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't have any other friends. Oh, sad. One day. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, if anybody has not watched The Wedding, you can watch it on the Duke of York's YouTube channel. Oh, so. nice. He's just covering everything now, isn't he? <laughs> well... So, you know, he was, like, pretty upset back in the day when they said that his daughters couldn't be full-time royals. Right. Um, so I think he's just, like, trying to really make them popular or yeah, something. probably. I, I feel like they probably don't mind. Like, they kind of have that life anyway because he's independently wealthy. Like, not... So yeah. they don't really need royal yeah. money, you know? Right. And they're probably... I seems like their jobs are pretty awesome they like them so yeah i think they're probably fine with it <laughs> i mean also just having that like title i mean who's gonna be like i'm sorry you can't work here princess of blah 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 you know like well okay so yeah i was wondering happen. so princess eugenie she she keeps her title um yeah. but her husband was not given a title which makes sense whatever yeah. um but they said she can choose to keep her title and she can she, or she she keeps her title, and she has the option of taking his last name. Because, you know, princesses don't have last names. Yeah. But I'm kind of wondering, like, is she excited to finally have a last name? Or do you think she's like, no, I'm a princess. I don't need one. I'm not going to take your name. <laughs> I Can she be Princess Eugenie? What's Brooks, his last Brooks name? Brooks Bink? I don't think so. I think So it's she like can, one or the other. Well... Because Frick, I wouldn't be given written no, princess. No, I mean, I feel like she can be, her title is Princess Eugenie, and then her, she can go Every by Eugenie, Eugenie Brooksbank. Like, yeah. she could choose, you know? But who would, I mean, like, her official title is Her Royal Highness, Princess Eugenie of York. Like, yeah, how often does up. she really, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. But I have to say, I mean, it's got to be awkward when they're, like, cutting your check at work. <laughs> like this long well I think she uses she sometimes uses like Eugenie York okay because she's princess of York right yeah that just makes like sense. William used to use William Wales because yeah. he's the prince of Wales you know yeah how do you open a bank account <laughs> I mean also you're royal like right it's the, there has to be some like royal, royal bank, bank I'm sure <laughs> hey um, grandma can you cash this check <laughs> yeah but yeah I don't know their wedding was so good it was beautiful. It I really just, was. Yeah, everybody, it was touching. Everybody needs to watch it. It was amazing, and Demi Moore went. So I mean, <laughs> so you should be there too. Yes. Let's get started, yeah, shall let's, we? Let's get started before we talk people to death about but, more weddings. But just side note: if anybody's super into Harry and Meghan, they are on a royal tour, on tour. their first royal tour, official tour. So you know, if you listen to this and you're like, "Oh wow, I'm interested in that." follow it it's lasting for 16 days i'm sure yeah. we'll talk about it more we'll it just started today so and maybe we can do maybe we'll actually use the twitter Pshaw! i did use Crazy. the twitter to talk about the wedding i'm very proud you, of you don't follow us apparently i have it on my phone i open it every great once in a while <laughs> but yes i will tweet about it good idea yeah we'll just have like a daily tweet about yeah. falling oh falling. oh my gosh way more than daily tweet okay sorry okay whatever okay anyway so (laughs) okay so our theme today is it's halloween Halloween. this is our halloween episode guys sort of we have another we're gonna go a little bit halloween next episode oh yeah i mean it feels like fall time needed a little bit more i don't know yeah more than one episode yeah so especially because like they don't celebrate thanksgiving in the uk so we couldn't have like a thanksgiving uh, episode for fall we just have to kind of 
relish this moment before yes. it goes. Yes. So we have a couple Halloweenish themed episodes coming your way. Starting so today. I think, yeah, I think mm-hmm. last time we told you we were talking about Harry Potter this time, which we, we will. Um, do you want me to start or do you want to start? Um, what do you think is better? Because I am talking about Halloween. Halloween. Okay, so and I you think are talking about Harry Potter. I should start. Do it. Because then your specific Halloween, like, we'll goes into next in. week's okay, episode. Okay, cool. I like right? it. Yeah. Okay. So, I was just gonna, uh, so we'll just do a little brief, like, Joanne rolling, rowling, yeah. rolling, whatever, whatever life want to say. thing, because I feel like whenever we talk about authors, we just, like, yeah. give a little bit. So... But she's an amazing woman, so she, we need a shout out for her. Yeah. She's incredible. So she grew up in Gloucestershire. Gloucester? Gloucester? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> she was born July 31st, which is also Harry Potter's birthday in the books, if you didn't know. So she gave him her birthday. That's awesome. Um, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> yeah. Um, so she always wanted to be a writer ever since she was young. She uh, studied classics when she was in university, which is why there's yeah. so much, like, the spells are all based on Latin, because she's pretty familiar with Latin from yeah. studying classics. Um, she got, says that she got the idea of Harry Potter in 1990 while sitting on a delayed train in King's Cross. Um, which, if you've read Harry Potter, you know that they take, they go to King's Cross to take the train to Hogwarts. So, um, so she was sitting there, she was inspired, which surprises me because, have you been to King's Cross? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not I've that I've been inspired, to the platform. <laughs> but like, yeah, I know. But yeah, it's, it's not, not inspiring. inspiring. Now like, that they have that little, like, Harry Potter plaque, at least when I went there, Harry Potter was still pretty new. I don't think I've been back into King's Cross since that time. Um, since like the publishing of like that first book. Oh, well, so, so they've they totally like, redone Yeah, I think there's now there. actually things there. But when I first went, there was literally just a platform, nine and three quarters. That was it. Like a little platform. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the first time I went there, they had that. And then now they've, like, got a whole thing happening there. Oh, but really? the funny thing is when I was reading the books growing up, I pictured, like, a very charming old train station. And it's oh, not. It's, windows. like, the most modern train station <laughs> yeah in the UK. I don't know. So that was kind of surprising. Um to <laughs> so me inspired. when I heard. Um so so yeah, so she uh moved to Portugal when she, after after she had this idea, I guess. She moved to Portugal. Mm-hmm. She got married. She had a daughter. The the marriage ended, so she returned to the UK. She had three chapters written of her book and her mm-hmm. daughter by herself. So she trained as a teacher in Edinburgh. She started teaching at the city schools. She completed her manuscript. Um, she sent in chapters to different literary agents and it was first published by Bloomsbury Children's Books in June of 1997 under the name J.K. Rowling uh, because the publishers felt like a feminine name would make people not buy it. Boys wouldn't buy books written by a woman. So think about how depressing that is. I should um, say something before people think I've like gone to sleep but I'm just like fuming inside. <laughs> yes. I mean I guess it worked out but um yeah, yeah so a total of seven books um eight movies um she's written some small volumes of like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Quidditch of the Ages which were like titles of his school yeah. books 
Um, and all of the smaller books she wrote, like Tales of Beetle the Bard and things like that, were she donated the, f- the proceeds to charity because she was, like, the richest woman yeah. in the UK. Richer than I the think queen. Of, yeah, richer than the queen. So I think the richest woman in the world? Question mark? Because I thought the queen held that for a long time. No, I feel like Oprah's always been richer than the Queen. Well, no, not probably. Always, that's but, a good point. Um, oh, Oprah. But, but yeah, she was. She donated so much of her yeah. money to charity that she no longer holds that. But she's still super wealthy. Um, yeah. So she's done some other stuff that we don't care about. Uh, <laughs> I'm her, cool with her it. Books, her books for it. adults, whatever. Um, oh, yeah. And then this is the thing that like inspired me to talk today is that so she she's written a film called fantastic beasts and where to find them mm-hmm. which, which is, is coming out the second one is coming the second out one. in like a month um perfect and the thing that so i watched the first one like yeah. this last week just because i don't Freshen know up. yeah and because the next one was coming out and i realized that i really 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 do not like them as much as the harry potter books yeah so i was trying to think of why because it's like same magical world except it's based in New York. Yeah. And I realized that that's that's why I want to talk about it because I realized what makes Harry Potter so magical is not actually the magical part of Harry Potter. It's like the British Oh stuff. yeah. Like which nobody knows is British. I feel like, you know, there, there's like an essence to the magic that couldn't have been placed anywhere else in the world, literally. Because she is doing that with these new books and these new films. And you're right. There is something almost missing. You're like, it's cool. It's the same thing. But it's not that familiar. Maybe it's just because we got it first British. Maybe if it was like Moroccan or in India, we could have like latched on. But it's just, especially also, I think because we've talked about how like, you know, there's, like, the Commonwealth and stuff, and I kind of feel like that's why they did so well overseas everywhere, is yeah. because everybody's kind Everybody of into, them. everybody's into, like, British stuff, mm-hmm. and not everybody's into, like, New York in the 1950s. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit, but, yeah. you know. So, so yeah, so that's kind of what I want to talk, to ba- talk about. So, okay. Yay! So, Harry Potter. Do... So, Harry Potter. So... I guess, so, for me, when I was growing up, I I don't think I went to England until I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, Harry Potter was, like, the first thing I ever knew about Britain. So. That's a perfectly appropriate. Yeah, because it came out in 97 mm-hmm. when Harry Potter was 11 and I was also 11. Yeah. So, we were the same age. <laughs> same age. But, like, okay. So, all of the things that seem, like, crazy about Hogwarts, like, for example, in Hogwarts, people wear robes, right? Yeah. And, like, uniforms and robes. And to me, to me, as an American kid, I was like, oh, that's so weird. Then I went to the UK, and I was like, oh, look, everybody wears a uniform. That is so normal. Yeah. Like, so I guess I kind of wonder, like, I mean, British kids loved Harry Potter, but some of this stuff probably wasn't that magical to them, because to me, I was like, oh, wow, they wear uniforms. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. So then, I, I also thought for a long time that she invented, like, schoolhouses and, like, the point <laughs> system and, like, prefects. I mean, didn't I you it. think that when you were, like, 10? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of thought, like, <laughs> I kind of thought that schools probably had something like that, but I had no idea that, like, it was almost like you joined your cult, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, like, then you, like, go to the UK and you're like, oh, schoolhouses exist. Boarding schools are normal. 
Yeah. A lot of people go to boarding schools here. Not, not so much. A little bit back east, but I feel like even to get into a boarding school, it's like just to get into the boarding school, that is your, your house. You know, like there is no division. Yeah. It's kind of like you got in, so everybody wears the same uniform. Yeah. But other than that, no, there's but not like, this house business. Boarding school seemed so magical. Yeah, which that you would leave your like, parents. Yeah. And I think that that happens to a lot of kids in the UK. I mean, maybe not as much now, no. but still way more than in America. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. And like, okay, like when the movies came out. They're, like, showing, like, Privet Drive, and it's, like, all of these houses, identical brick houses. Yeah. And you're, like, wow, that's really weird. These, like, identical... Uh, then you take a train through the through London. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, the London suburbs. And yeah. you're, like, oh, this is normal. But I was fine with that. I grew up in Arizona, and everything is a cookie cutter. It's, like, three houses. They'll have one, two, three, and then it just repeats. <laughs> and it's, like, straight lines. So I felt very at home with that. But it was cool. But, I yeah, no, I never thought of that. Just the line of the exact same house. Yeah. And the interesting thing also is, like, so in the film, they um, filmed, like, the, the Great Hall where they're having their feasts and stuff is in Oxford. Yeah. So I went to Oxford. I was walking around. I was like, oh, wow. These people go to school, and it looks like Hogwarts. Like, this is not even yeah. magical. If, if a kid... <laughs> who grew up in Oxford got sent to Hogwarts, they would be like, oh, whatever. Crap, I didn't this think super old <laughs> Being around this super old history is totally normal. Yeah. And at Oxford, they actually do have feasts that look like the feasts in the Great Hall, and they freaking wear black robes. I want so a feast like, in a Great Hall with a black robe. <laughs> right? Like, that's normal. So, like... I don't know. Oh my for, gosh. for any British person, I feel like all of these things are just like, oh, whatever. Like, the, I feel like for them, the magic is the magic part. Yeah. But for, like, American kids, it's like all of this weird stuff. The feasting. <laughs> yeah. Like, even, like, okay, in Harry Potter, at Christmas time, they have, like, um... Oh, so, like, the train trolley, somebody's going around with, like, sweets or whatever. Yeah. And, like, that, I feel like... So, for me, I was, like, kind of used to that because in Taiwan, we're on the train, somebody goes and sells yeah. you food. But I feel like for a lot of American kids, you've never been on a train. Never so been like, on a train. That, Especially traveling by yourself, I feel like, kind yeah, of... Yeah, you would never travel never. by your parents. And, like, not be on a train, so that's, like, magical. At Christmas crackers... Yeah. That was a thing that I definitely thought was a Harry Potter thing. I mean, oh, I know we, it's, like, way more magical, yeah. but, like, I didn't grow up doing this. So, yeah. like, you know, that is, like, a normal UK thing. Normal. Yeah, it's just, like, everything. Even the food that they eat. Like, Harry says that his favorite food to eat is, however you say it, treacle tart? Or treacle pie or whatever tart. it is. Tart. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a normal British food. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was exciting. <laughs> right? Like, you think that it's magical, but it's just normal. Men's pies are normal. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing magical about this. Right? Like, all of these foods that he's describing. I feel like this is getting depressing. You're debunking well, the, Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying that, There is like, no magic in it. That really, just being in England is magical because oh, all of this, like... One thousand percent. Everything that Harry Potter loves is just normal British stuff. Yes. <laughs> it's like, like, how amazing to me. I don't know. I just, I just can't handle it. Okay. It's just, but, so, anyway, yes, to, to bring it back around, um, 
So I recently, I, I flew to London to go to this exhibit that was, what, what was it? I think it was just Hogwarts of History. It was at the British Library. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually in New York right now. Had oh, really? I, had I known that, I maybe would not have flown to London last yeah. February. But actually, but, no, because I think it's it's a little different. So what they did is they had, like, a history of just, like, everything in the books, like, all of her details. Mm-hmm. They would show, like, where that came in from history. So they had, oh, that's like, awesome. a witch's broom that somebody had, like, from way back in the day in, really? in some random witch museum in the UK. Oh, and, that's like, so cool. Like, how, where she got all these ideas. They, like, linked like it back to all of this. Yeah. Because that's what I love about the books is, like, I don't think they would have done, I don't want to say done as well. We have plenty of examples of, like other series that don't have as much correlation through history or like you said like the latin base i mean it's so educated and brilliantly written it's not just somebody being like everything had to be made up yeah she took reality and then put like this beautiful silver lining on it and made it magic you know so yeah but if you i love that the- so it's in new york do you so know in new york, i'm gonna right, check it out it's, it opened october 5th um Ooh. Tickets are all sold out on weekends, but weekdays there are still tickets available. Okay. I'm, I'm going to New York soon. I'm going to go again. But um, but I hear the New York one is a little different because they do a little bit of, like, history of, like, witchcraft in the U.S. Okay. Instead of, like, just yeah. U.K. stuff. But, um, but, yeah. So, anyway, so when I was there, I was, like, learning all this stuff and how she connected. Everything is connected to something. And it kind of talked about, like, Halloween, which goes into your thing. Yeah. Which Halloween is, like literally the most important date in every single Harry Potter book. Oh, it's, for sure. That's always when, yeah. like, the crux or, like, the pinnacle point where before, yeah. like, all the action happens and yeah. all happens and, like, Halloween. that's, like, why Harry Potter is Harry Potter. His parents were killed on Halloween. Like, so, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. anyway, I just wanted to bring, wrap that back around to Halloween so you oh, can talk wait, about that's Halloween. that's so perfect. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was going to ask you all these questions, but we don't need to. Oh, well, you can if you want. Well, I wanted to, like, okay. Just so people get to know us a little bit. What two things, two questions, and then we'll go on to Halloween. Favorite book and favorite moment in the series? Mm, I don't know, because for years I was saying that Goblet of Fire was my favorite book. Mm. And I don't know if that's still true. Because okay. here's here's my problem is that this is how this is how I read books when when it's a series. Yeah. Is I'll read the book. And then the second one will come out. And so what I do is I reread the first one, and then I read the second one, and then I go back to the first one. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like, just keep rereading those two until the third one comes out. And then I'll reread first, second, third, and then I read them all backwards. So that's what I do every time a book comes out. Oh, good. That's part of a series. <laughs> Not like a crazy person or anything. <laughs> so I just feel like it's really difficult for me to, like, think that any of, like, the last three books could be my favorite. Because I've read them so many less times. Like, I've probably read the entire series as a whole, yeah. like, 20 times, but the first one, probably, like, 40 times, you know? Oh, for sure. So then it's, like, how do you, how do you really pick? Like, it must be, it has to be one of the first three. Yeah. But. I, I, I would say three maybe to four. four. And I, but I, but I said four was my favorite before, but then yeah. I'm, like, maybe I just thought that because it was, like, the one that I had to wait the least long for, it feels like. Because mm-hmm. then it, it got, yeah. time got longer with yeah, the each first, book. Yeah, so. After. It's just so hard to say. I I think I've said four for a long time as well, just because I love the aspect of, yes, like maybe back to what you were saying, we had all this British culture, but then she added all these different countries that came in, but she did just such a wonderful job 
creating their schools and their cultural twist on magic and bringing it in and just the games of it was so thrilling. But I think as I've gotten older, I think Prisoner of Azkaban has become my favorite. Okay, I was going to say that might be my favorite too, And I don't actually. know if it's like a, a maturity thing, but there's just something more that... There's just some really deep elements that I feel are more for adults in the third world. Well, even though they're like... And also like... Children's no books. Offense, <laughs> no offense to J.K. Rowling, but... The reason that the books got so long in the end was because she was so, so popular that her editors weren't editing her as much. I thank and you for saying this. I feel like that's why the first three are so perfect. So good. Because they let they were a lot more concise. They forced yeah. her to be more concise because she wasn't that popular. Yeah, book four is when, I mean, by the, I mean it, was, it was popular from yeah. the beginning. But once you got to book four, it was like so, so popular that they were like, let her keep writing. Yeah, just let her know? grow. Like, and then up? these things became giant volumes. But I agree. I feel like they almost lost a little momentum and steam because they weren't as concise where like yeah. it was like a thrill every page turn. Yeah. Where you almost it was still beautifully written but there was a lot a lot more build instead of the like the story. I don't want to say that you couldn't put it down because I feel like all of them we kind of had that sensation, yeah. but there's something so perfect about definitely the first 3, I dare I say the fourth one. Um, but then after that, there's just a little, it's a little too, I mean, I don't want to say she was getting Steinbecky, but there's a yeah, little too much yes. description. <laughs> Steinbecky, I love that. It's so good. Um, okay, well, that's good enough. We don't have to talk about favorite moments. Okay. Only if you want to. No, I think we should move on okay. to Halloween. Let's get to Halloween. Because all the good moments are Halloween, I just said. I so. know. <laughs> so we are getting there. So Halloween is typically not seen as a British or UK holiday, um, because it's mostly been really taken its true color and effect here in the United States, but its origins are Celtic, so we're going to talk about it. And I think that we should. And I think that people ruin things when they become American holidays. No. <laughs> kind of. Kind of true. I mean, this one, I think, actually, we did a decent job, almost. Well, I'll, I'll put my two cents in at the end. And then um, I'll complain about it. Thank you. <laughs> so Halloween is based off of the uh, ancient Celtic holiday of Samhain, which translates to summer's end. And it celebrates the great harvest and the coming winter. This is celebrated on November 1st, but a day in uh, Celtic pagan times was from sunset to sunset so it actually starts on october 31st mm. uh the pagan celtics believe that the night before Samhain, so on october 31st um that is when the veil between the present life and the afterlife is at its thinnest and that's when the boundary between this world and the other world becomes more easily crossed that is freaky. Right? This is, this means that the... Oh, if you hear banging, I left open my window. So. Because it's the first beautiful day in, in Houston. Houston. It's in so nice. Months. If it gets bad, I'll go and close it. But as of right now, I don't think a couple of bangs are too bad. <laughs> we can handle it. So, so yes. The, the veil is thinner. The worlds communicate with the afterlife and this life. This means that Eosin... Um, I'm probably saying that wrong because it's Gaelic, <laughs> which is yeah. impossible to look up. <laughs> I tried all afternoon. But um, Eosin are spirits or fairies 
come into our world very easily because they're small. The spirits and fairies were remnants of the pagan gods and spirits, and the Celtics believed that the purpose of the spirits and fairies coming on that night was to um, give back to the gods what had been given them through the great harvest and to give praise to them. Uh, so this would continue that the following year that the Celtics would have another great harvest and great livestock and survive the winter. So the people, because the fairies were hard at work protecting them and praising the gods, the Celtics would leave offerings of food and drink. They would leave them outside for them. And they also invited the souls of the dead, especially like their kin or somebody that had passed that was dear to them, to visit their home seeking hospitality. And they would have feasts at that time and they would ask that those spirits be invited. Um... It wasn't uh, until a little bit later that we got mumming and guising, but it was still a Celtic um, tradition. Guising is, well, trick-or-treating. <laughs> it is a part of the festival. It involved people going door-to-door in a costume because they also believed that because the veil was at its thinnest during this night. Oh, that not only hide. Yeah, not only good spirits would come out, the good fairies and you know people to come and praise the gods but also bad spirits and evil demons would also be able to cross that boundary so to avoid being found by those spirits you would dress yourself um in a costume to um go and celebrate but to get to somebody else's house you would guise to their house and then you would offer a um like a poem or a song in exchange for food so the costumes were a way of just disguising themselves. I think I said that, sorry. I'm reading my notes backwards. By the seventh century though, the pagan Celts uh, had been converted to Christianity and to make adjustments into coming into a new religion, Christianity did this quite often. They kind of already had their own holidays, but then they'd be like, uh, we have to appease these people that don't want to give up all of their traditions. So we're just going to turn our All Saints Day, which was in May, we're going to move it to November 1st. And now we will just take All Saints Day uh, and make it, or also called All Hallows Day, the day that we celebrate our dead. It's a celebration of life, but a great contemplation of death. (laughs) (laughs) So Samhain was now absorbed because we now no longer believe in the pagan gods. We only believe in Christ, Christianity, comes All Saints, and all Hallows Day. So our term of Halloween comes from kind of, it might sound pagan, but it's actually Christian. So mm. if people are all like, I don't do that. I can't celebrate this holiday because Jesus isn't a part of it. I would like to take those people <laughs> and educate them. <laughs> um, so then we have the celebration. So just to reiterate, you know, Celtic culture or the Celts themselves were mostly located in Ireland and Scotland. So we had um, a little bit of this bleeding down into England of this, but not tons. It wasn't until the 7th century when the celebration of Bonfire Night or Guy Fox Night that we had talked about in I think our first Traditions episode yeah. a while back um, that because that's November 5th uh, 
they kind of started to be one of the same a little bit. There was a little bit of this tradition now trickling into England. If anybody doesn't remember, Guy Fawkes tries to blow up Parliament, doesn't succeed, so now people celebrate with big bonfires and putting on masks of Guy Fawkes. Um, As they should. No, (laughs) As they should. Uh, So it grew in popularity kind of to take a little bit of this bonfire-ness and put it around All Hallows' Eve. Mm-hmm. So in Scotland, they especially clung still to the Celtic heritage, as they always did, um, that you can get ghostly visits and spiritual afterlife encounters. The Scots also believe that Halloween is a romantic holiday, a bridging of love to last through this life and the next. So if you lost a loved one or if you have a deep and endearing love, that Halloween was actually supposed to be something very romantic, something almost, dare I say, like gothic about it. I'm going to make my husband buy me flowers for Halloween. Right? (laughs) I mean, it is kind of beautiful. It's kind of like, I will love you even through death after death. I don't know. Death. Just going to keep saying it. (laughs) You're freaking me out. You Uh, like it. um, The next thing uh that kind of came out of scotland was um we had the carving of jack-o'-lanterns oh yes i knew that was scottish but why um (laughs) they well because we had guy fox night and all the big fires Mm -hmm. they thought it was a way to ward off the spirits but you can't have a giant fire out in front of your home most of the time so they make jack-o'-lanterns um small carvings but most jack-o'-lanterns in the uk are still carved out of turnips so they would just that put a turnip a in a small hot, uh, fire it. that seems like very hard like yeah that was mine because i've like even today i was at the grocery store and i picked up a turnip and i was like this thing is a rock like that would be super difficult yeah i just well i mean i don't buy a lot of turnips so i guess i don't know that much turnips but they didn't use pumpkins um dunkin is also something that they're like way into which dunkin is bobbin for apples oh okay (laughs) like to bring it back to um the whole romantic thing apples in scottish culture at this time were a huge part of uh, deviation something to seek spiritual guidance through and so you were able to tell about your love um, or your future spouse through apples a lot of the time. Oh, yes. So, like, Duncan, one of the um, rituals is, is the first person to get to get an apple out of the water by only using their mouth would be the first to marry. Another was, like, if you peel the, the apple. That's the one that I know. In one continuous, like, spiral and then throw it over your shoulder, it should turn into a letter from yeah. your future spouse. <laughs> the, the problem with that is then everyone... Well, actually, it works out for people our age because then everyone thinks that they're marrying someone whose name starts with a J, and Js were very popular it's around true. Like, that time. But you're never going to end up with, like, like my husband's name, Mike. You're not going to end up with an M. Yeah. yeah. Never happened. So, um, and what else? Oh, so then it kind of brings it back to us. So it wasn't until the huge amount of immigration of the Irish and the Scottish to the Americas, uh, a lot through, you know, religious injustice, also famine, uh, once kind of that culture that had been there had come to America. Uh, we put our own little spin on it. So 
everything in America now is like pumpkin based, and yeah. that's because it's indigenous here, and it's probably easier to freaking carve a pumpkin but than it is a turnip. Interestingly enough, in Harry Potter, the jack o' lanterns are also from pumpkins. Interesting. That's. I mean, I think now. Well, now, now yeah, it is like, They'll, like because they yeah. have them over there, um, but they don't call them jack o' lanterns. They'll just call them a pumpkin, oh, even okay. if it has a face or not. They're like, oh, hey, there's my pumpkin. You're yeah. like, that's a jack-o'-lantern. No, it's a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> now that you carved a face in it. Um, so, and the other thing is, is while everything here, I went to a, a party last night, which it was just pumpkin spice everything. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. Side note, they have pumpkin Hashtag. spice latte popcorn at Whole Foods. Get there. It's actually amazing. Um, Sam's Club has pumpkin spice yogurt dip pretzels. Those are amazing. Okay. Get to Sam's. <laughs> Just saying. Whole so, Foods might be easier because you don't have to have a membership. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so there you go. Like like I say, obsession to white girls in America talking about pumpkin spice. Um, the British are still obsessed now with apple. Everything is more apple than it is like the pumpkin spice. Um, I think that might just be like still the cultural difference, yeah. how that still has more weight. But uh, now that it's, you know, the 21st century, the 20th century, kind of now England kind of took hold of it. And it was all like, okay, if the Irish are doing it, if the Scots are doing it, if the Americans are doing it, we'll do it too. But still, even now, I would say now it's probably almost the same. But I think there's still just a little bit more focus. And this is what I was going to say about my two cents that they still do more of like the spirits and ghouls and monsters kind of a side of it where I feel like in America the last time I went to like a party somebody was just dressed up as like a slutty like nurse you know yeah everyone just yeah and it's almost like an excuse to like do something almost like vulgar (laughs) that's true nobody's like really I mean I can't remember that and I don't mean that like if you want to dress all sexy and do your thing that's great um, but I also think that like, at least like the origin of the holiday, I can't remember the last time I think I was like seven the last time I would just when I was a ghost, you know, yeah. like, or anything scary or anything scary or even like cute, like a fairy, you know, where like in the UK, I think that's still a little bit more heavy, especially yeah. with like children. Um, but I mean, in the U S we're more about like what actor or, you know, like movie star or something funny in politics can I go as so that's kind of what Halloween has turned into but that is the roots you're just celebrating some good old pagan Celtic holiday speaking of um the roots so in Harry Potter there's a big focus on the ghosts in the castle Mm -hmm. during Halloween and the ghosts have their own party and you know, it's a big deal for ghosts on Halloween. Which brings us to next week's episode. Yeah. Um, Are we going to tell them? I don't think we should. I think we should tell them. People should have the anticipation. No, because then people will look them up themselves. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, so next week, and how will they know what we're going to look up? We are going to tell you guys some classic British ghost stories. Ooh. Yes. Assuming Ooh. that we can find any. We have not done our research yet. Not yet. <laughs> but I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure and there's some great don't stories. Don't look them up because Kate's afraid you will. <laughs> don't look up our ghost stories. Or if you do, send us really good ones. Yeah, if you find a good one, send it to us. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, don't. 
Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. I think that's all of our Halloween episode. Yes. We'll continue a little bit of Halloween celebration for next week. Yes. And hope you guys are enjoying, hopefully, it, wherever you are, a little cooler weather. Some pumpkin spice popcorn, apparently, from Whole Foods. And if you're in Australia, I hope you're enjoying Harry and Megan visiting you. Yes. Say hi to the baby bump. Okay. All right. We love you guys. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.